Hey girl, hey. 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 I do. Yes, I do. Okay. So, usually start off as a slumber party uh, after a couple glasses of wine. <laughs> and then like, comes oh, a slumber party. <laughs> hey girl, hey. I am LaShawn Tipton, better known as the Chatter Chick. Hey girl, hey. I am the millennial chick. Hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. It is the girl. Yes. You know what? I I didn't think that. Um, At first, I was like, no, it's only been about a week. And then it was like, uh, no. Was it three weeks? Longer than that. I think so. I think we've been on break for like three weeks. I was gonna say, I think definitely been three weeks but you know what it's been crazy like everything I mean I I remember like I can I can recall putting my head down on a Monday and then waking up and it'd be Friday like that's just how your days just kind of run into each other and you you're like wait it's the week like it's it's the weekend already Mm -hmm. already September 11th weekend you know in september already you know like mm-hmm. yeah first everything just flies by like and that's yeah. how it that's true very true well i've seen you over the break i have seen Lashawn over the break so it was good we all weren't together though um that hopefully break. we'll still get that you know bruschetta reunion we need uh, that over Lashawn's house i i made some bruschetta and it wasn't like sean's it was really crunchy <laughs> like eating croutons <laughs> Let's say, yeah it was really really crunchy all right so just in case you are tuning in uh on the youtube as Lashawn was saying she says she's gonna check in a little later uh she is back she is back she says she has not left us but uh you know this woman is booked and busy but uh just in case you are tuning in for the first time uh this is the hey gray podcast you can hear that on urban media today radio shouts to urban media today Holding us down. I am your radio chick, Kiki Brown. And I'm your millennial chick, Jeer Jeer. <laughs> yeah, I'm missing that. All right, Jeer Jeer. I'm missing So, shout out to everybody who's checking in uh, on Facebook. Um, we are live on Facebook. Um, if you didn't catch the show, you're probably listening on Saturday, September 11th, um, which we'll get into uh, in just a minute because we're going to talk about anxiety in the second half of the show. Um, but um, we appreciate you checking out checking out the podcast. First things first, how hurt were you? We're going to talk about, how, we're going to tackle hot topics. How how thrown off were you when you heard the news that Michael K. Williams passed away? I was super shocked. You know, I had came across it, of course, on Facebook. And then I'm like, wait a minute, what? And then mm-hmm. Instagram and every, you know, uh, so site that I follow, um, they mm-hmm. had shipped. Was very, very, he was so young, 54. That's pretty young. Um, yeah. No, not really watched The Wire, but mm-hmm. I watched um, that he was in and he was a very, very great actor. What? No, I was watch not- The Wire. Now, my sister watched The Wire, but I was one of those yeah. that did. Yeah, I never watched it. You will learn. Let me tell you something. You will learn so much. You will learn so much by watching The Wire. Like, yeah. seriously. Like, you really that. would. You really that's would what... learn a lot. I'm, I'm doing so. I'm sharing something. Um, that's why I'm not looking at you. But listen, Michael K. Williams was like, a, and not even from The Wire was he, you know, did were mm-hmm. you able to see his talents? But was it Boardwalk Empire, um, uh, uh, Love, Lovecraft Country? Um, yeah. I mean, just, oh my goodness. But, you know, people know him most behind from his the character from, uh, as Omar from The Wire. And, um, and he was just true to his craft, man. He was true to his craft. It was a shock for me because it was reported that it was a, a, an overdose. Um, yeah. So uh, according to the Jasmine brand, I'll read it here. Uh, according to the Jasmine brand, um, the 54-year-old actor was found dead in his Brooklyn apartment on Monday. No official cause of death, but it is heavily speculated that he died due to an accidental heroin overdose. Oh, and so God. officials have launched 
a criminal investigation into that matter and currently looking for the drug dealer. So Ooh, some drugs, boy. They are but I but I will say that um because he's done so much um in acting and in even activism, um less than a week after his death, he's being honored. Um he's being see- honored. Yeah. yeah. So New York legislature are working on a criminal justice reform bill um in his name. Um yeah, so I know he's been working hard on that before he passed. He was very outspoken about the criminal justice reform. His nephew um, named Dominic DuPont claimed that Michael K. Williams was a mentor for him after he was released from 20 years in prison, uh, serving 20 years in prison. And they both wow. started a nonprofit called Making Kids Win. It was an org- and it is an organization geared towards giving opportunities to teenagers who are at risk participating in gang violence. He's also... Uh, he was also heavily involved in an event that provided school supplies for kids in Flatbush, Brooklyn. So, so he, he had his own demons, but he was, he gave back to the community. He was very well liked, well loved, very uh, yeah. well respected. What yep. he did on screen, you know, outside of, uh, you know, acting and stuff too. So rest in peace mm-hmm. to him. You yeah. know, that's just family. sad. That's. It's very, very sad. Super shocked. So young. Immediately, it had me think like nobody knew you couldn't say anything. But then you have to think about how this type of thing affects our own personal lives. And there are people that we're close to that we don't know or we know and we're like, say anything. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything. I can't tell them. I can't help them. You know, exactly. Exactly. You know, and they have to, again, we talked about this before they have to want the help you know and sometimes most of the time they don't you know and they like how things are with them they'll mm-hmm. keep going you know unfortunately mm-hmm. when too late so um you know drugs and it's just bad all together you know like those type of hardcore drugs you know people used to talk about weed but that's very mild you know what i mean like it's the hard well, depending on the depending on the, the, the time you get we're we're uh, used to we're used to reefer it's like yeah they don't even sell reefer anymore everything is like delta this and this and that and yeah we ain't talking reefer (laughs) yeah that's that's a whole different story (laughs) right Uh, yeah so i i I don't think he had any kids um i don't don't think he had any children i don't think he was married um that's just that's just sad because again he was 54 54 years old so uh, that's a tough break right there okay so uh, but you know we're ending at least his legacy won't be on how he passed but how he lived you know what yeah. I mean it's honoring how he lived and that's that's a good thing so hopefully you know those organizations those nonprofit organizations they'll focus on that as well because you know kids will get the wrong message and think well you know, I can do this and I can live this lifestyle and nah, I won't get caught up, but I'll still be remembered, you know, as a hero for, you know, the community is like, don't mimic every step that that person took, but, you know, recognize the good things that the good things will, will overpower the bad. So, yeah. okay. Uh, a lot of these talks Nick Cannon is going to have to have with his kids. So I don't know if he's going to have something pre-recorded. <laughs> You know, when they when it's time for them to get that talk, you know, how to be successful and dad, you know, what about the talk? Because he has a lot of kids. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a father of seven. And he does I'm not slowing down. I don't know. I don't know. A lot. I don't know. We so- actually talked about Nick Cannon and the stuff that's going on in his pants on the previous uh, episode. But the thing that it has him trending now is a paparazzi had asked him about you know what was his secret to having kids and he said it's just love it's the aura it's the essence that you just like having sex i was gonna say like so you love i mean you can't tell person how they love but it's like you love all these women and to i don't know it's just it's still odd to me i could never do it like i said like we said before on the show if that was us having babies by multiple men every other year or whatever oh we'd get it 
bad. Like, what was we, that that we had and said that that was like racism? Uh, was it like a form of systemic racism? Who do we have on the show? Because I, I, we, we, you and I were both saying the same thing. Like, that's just a lot of kids, and they were like, "Well, why?" It may because of things that have changed in society. This type of I don't want to say behavior, but this type of behavior and our reaction to it, our reaction is a result of systemic racism, like mentally, or we're, we're told that this is wrong, that procreating and multiplying our families, which are black, our minority is wrong. Like we need to have more control. And that's a, I forget who we had on. Was we had so many dope people what? on the show, huh? What? Her, the girl who was the doula it may have been kia key i don't remember i don't remember but um that's funny you said that because i came across a facebook oh, statement the other day and a guy said legitimately legitimately asked is it wrong that i want to have uh you know, uh, babies by multiple women. <laughs> and someone had jokingly said in the comments, oh, okay, Nick Cannon Jr. or something like that. But when I was reading through the comments and a lot of people were like, no, that's not wrong. You know, and I was shocked. Um, it seems like it's becoming more of a norm, you know what I mean? Uh, to have babies by multiple uh, women. And I don't know. I just don't, I can see like, you know, if you was in a relationship with one woman, it didn't work out. So now you're in a relationship with another woman, have kids. That's different. But like purposely knocking people up, I don't know. Well, we're upset with future. And are we upset with future? Because future is denying the kids or not taking care of the kids. Like, are we upset with him because of that? Or are we upset with Nick Cannon because we feel like he is taking from these women Mm -hmm. um, and not marrying them, you know, but he's taking care of them. He's taking care of his kids. So it's not like the same situation with future where future making up, making all these babies and not not allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. So I don't know. Is that, is that, is that why we're mad? Um, I don't know. I, that, I'm that's like, good, that dude. Like, why are whatever. we upset? Just maybe because that's what was instilled in our brains of what not to yeah, do. Yeah, right. You know, that's like, what it but, was. But it was never wrong. I think it was just a point where that was a controlling piece mm-hmm. trying to keep our population down. Right. The method of that control. And so... Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when you think about it, our grandparents, our great grandparents, they all had like 20, 11, 30 kids. Yeah. I don't want to say 30, but yeah. they all they came from big families. And then now, and then, you know, later it got in time, the families, you know, slowed down. Um, but again, we'll, we'll shame a woman if she has more than one child from more than one man. But, yeah, but you know, it's a chuckle when it's a man that has babies from more than one woman. Yeah. And it's just for me, it's just not safe. Like, I'm scared I will catch something. Like, that's that's where I'm at with it. I don't want to. Well, you shouldn't no. be having sex with somebody raw dogging it. And you're scared. Right. Yeah. yeah, man. I'd be doing that. Oh, no. So that's that part. I would that a part. who purposely you know, has sex raw with different women getting them pregnant. That's mm-mm. no, that's not healthy. That's really not healthy you know what i mean mm. like it's no physically it's not good so mm-mm. somebody cute tupac brenda's had a baby because i just feel like that song <laughs> should be coming on. Yeah. all right um so i'm i really don't i I'm, i know the beehive is going to come after us or after me oh i'm so over beyonce why i'm over beyonce I'm, hey love nothing the chatter chick is here she here the chatter chick is here we are live on the facebook lady (laughs) 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 
is in the building. What's um, up? Hey. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, beautiful. You came in right on time. We started okay. talking about Beyonce and Jay-Z. Oh, I let me turn telling, my mic off. No. <laughs> see, I was telling Jerry, I'm, I'm kind of over i I'm, I'm over Beyonce. Like, I don't know. It's just, I can't. I can't. You know what it is? What? I've always had an issue with boasters and braggers. Like someone who is constantly, but she doesn't. But it's yeah, still like bragging it. But I don't know what it is. It's like in a neighborhood, the same street. It's like, okay, already. We, we know you're the queen. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know. I mean, I like I like the fact that she doesn't brag or boast. She just lets her work speaks for itself. So, you know, I guess you could be tired of seeing her because she's always out there because she does the work. Yeah, well, she does the work. I, I mean, yes, and she does, and she gives back. I will say that she and uh, her mm-hmm. husband Jay Z have teamed up with Tiffany's. Because remember, folks were coming at her about this whole Tiffany's ad, but there's a reason that they're working with Tiffany's because they're taking. $2 million and they're donating it to HBCUs. Okay. They have a, a campaign called the About Love Campaign. They've teamed up with Tiffany and Company to bring scholarships to five historically Black colleges and universities. They're going to provide students with arts and creative fields at Lincoln, Norfolk State, okay, Fred, uh, Bennett College, University of Arkansas, and Central State uh, University. Central. So that's what's up. That's, that's what's, what's up. up. One of them, I know a lot of people, if they had $2 million, they would not do that. No. Yeah, how many million? Like, how do you spell well, HBCU? How do yeah. you spell HBCU? <laughs> what's the number to 911? What's the number to 911? Somebody <laughs> asked my class. What's, what's going on? What's, what's happening? How do you spell that? Yeah, well, <laughs> how, do you, how do you spell HBCU? <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like I'm gonna say my girl. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just so she'll always be she'll always be cool. Yeah, no, I mean. she's bad. She's she's a bad yeah. chick. She is that she is that chick, but it's like, yep, okay. Yeah. She'll be my forever yeah. friend. Anybody else in line? Anybody else here now? Yeah, but it's not it's not like anybody's really trying to push her off her throne. You know what I mean? Like they haven't came up with any music that's great, except for that that Carrie Hilson tried one time. Yeah, and she's been doing BET movies ever since. She sure has. (laughs) (laughs) I'm proud of Carrie, and I'm just gonna fall back. And you know what? I'm gonna <laughs> fall. The BET movies ever since you She's been on TV one unsung. She yeah. was the she was yeah, a witness in a crime. She, she could never. It's hard to bounce back from that. Like yeah. it's really. I remember she had said. I, we talked about this, but it's, it's on my mind. An interview came out maybe two years ago, and she said she went into a deep depression after yeah. that. Because like it, nothing was ever the same. And that's why she. What did she do? She made a. What did she make a comment about it Beyonce? Was, um, it was about Beyonce. Uh, when her song came out, she had put like a little lyric in there, you know, talking about Beyonce needs to slow down and like she's fading away and stuff like that. And I don't know if there was something else said like after that, like in an interview, or whatever. Yeah. But People wasn't rocking with her after that. Like, and this is the time where Beyonce was really starting to come out as a solo artist, like really big. Yeah. I think at the time, you know, that's when Saucer Fierce came out because Beyonce kind of says something like, oh, um, in her diva song, you know, she's like, you act like I'm not, uh, I've been the number one diva in this game for a minute. You act like I just got a bender, something like that. So, mm-hmm. but ever since that Carrie Hilson comment, and I feel bad because I love Carrie Hilson. Yeah, I, I think, and she's doing a great job acting. Back in the day, you know, she came out strong. Like, she's a songwriter, too. But, yeah. That's what come, she should be, then. That's it. <laughs> that's clearly. That's yeah. the lane they made for her. Like, you know, a little girl just stay right over there. Stay right here. It's like, like you can, Nobody could come for Beyonce. Like, if you no. come for Beyonce, that's, 
It's just like nobody. Yeah, hey. you can't come for you got a good collaboration with her. Don't I almost canceled just, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Cancel Jay. So if she didn't come out with that lemonade, I'm telling you. Oh. Believe you me, we would have canceled Jay. We would have canceled Jay because of all the stuff. I don't know. She has she has that much power. I think she, she just has a lot of power because she's just she's just bad all the way around. You know, I mean, you ain't never seen anybody like the whole concert is her singing the whole time yes. and doing yes. all this dancing. Stuff. You know, oh, dancing. She's, she's bad. You know, I went yeah. to some concerts where they leave the stage and the dancers be dancing. You know, you see them dance right. for like 15 minutes and the person come back with a nice little long gown be like, oh, you was going for 15 minutes eating a sandwich while your people were dancing. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're like, but you just, is that chick, but you just be like, okay, okay, okay already. This is okay. the whole time. I love Beyonce. And I love Carrie. Shout out to Carrie too. I'm wishing her well in her next BET flick. I'm wishing her well. I'm wishing her well. I can't. Let's um let's go into uh who the F cares news. Um uh, <laughs> Megan the Stallion. She's Man another Beyonce. Yes. Another, she <laughs> is. That Megan is another Beyonce. She's on her she's on her way. She, I say that one right there. She's on her way. Mark my word. Megan's on her way. She is that's like, my, that's my is it because there's nobody else right now? Well, yeah, there was Cardi B with Megan. You know what I mean? Megan's on her way. I think she's playing her cards right. She's doing this thing right. She's on her yeah. way. She yeah. on her she way. did something with Beyonce. She's in. She's, she's in. in the court. She is she's in. in the she court. Because Savage was a hit record. I'm telling you. When it that still is, yeah. And it's still a hit. You know, that was like the TikTok sensation. You don't jump to put jeans on, baby. You don't feel my pain. And uh, that was it. that was the best thing, move of her career. That was very smart. Like, even, well, you know, this might be or may not be a good, a smart move in her career. A YouTuber claims that Megan and Party got married. I heard that too. They were seen at Jay Z's forty forty club for his anniversary party with wearing wedding bands. Again, this is who the F cares news. I don't care. Who cares? I wish her well. Care. Long, okay. long, longevity in the marriage. Right. That's, that's fine. Do that's fine. You, Hope you got prenup. Um, <laughs> yeah. Does anybody care that Donald Trump and his um, son are set to give ringside commentary for the Evander Holyfield, um, Victor, Victor Belfort, whatever fight on 9 11? Yes. I'm more concerned that Evander Holyfield is boxing. And he's like 80. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wasn't he supposed to fight Mike Tyson a couple months ago or something like that? Yeah. Again? Yeah. Did they fight? Yeah, that definitely didn't happen. No, because <laughs> yeah, they were supposed stupid. to fight. They were supposed to have something where him and Mike Tyson were supposed to fight. I mean, I don't oh I, I just, you know, at a certain age, a man gets older, his stomach gets a little bigger. What, what, you know what, what, I mean? what do you think about Donald Trump and his side hustle? Wait, what did you say? <laughs> Wait, what? I just didn't want... <laughs> we got seven minutes. Donald Trump and his side hustle. Him and his he and his son are going to give some some uh, uh, ringside commentary during the fight. So, so how much how much how much talking are they going to do? Because the only words they know with Donald Trump is it's very big, very big. This is this is big. That's all he said the whole no, time he was pregnant. Huge. This is huge. 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 That's a huge, huge. Yeah. That's it. What does Donald Jr. say? We don't know. It doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. And I mean, who and cares? I think who cares? I think that I think they can talk as long as that fight's gonna be because Evander is like 40-something years old. That's Somebody's paying him. Yeah. Somebody's paying him. He's he's so old. I mean, that's so old, but how he's old, old to be fighting. is he? How old, how old is he? I'm just how saying he's too he? old to be out there fighting like that. When you get to a certain age, that kind of fight ain't this. You just be windmilling. He's going to start windmilling. I mean, he's like, stop. I'm done. So is anybody, is anybody upset? I'm sorry, Jerry. Is anybody upset that uh, Bill Cosby paused promoting his tour? I don't even know. What store was he going on? <laughs> 
That's another. Who gives? What sort was he doing? I don't even want to be near the bus. As soon as he came out, wait, what? As soon as he got out, he said, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start working on my tour. There were people who were gonna book him. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are people who were gonna book him. I just don't think he's funny. And think he is funny though. I got Bill Cosby. Yeah, he ain't funny. That's back in the day. They know Cosby himself in that tan suit. That's different. That's this ain't that. This ain't that. Daddy's great. Why did, get, why did you get chocolate cake? <laughs> yeah, that stuff is funny. Yeah, but not, I don't think it's good. funny with him being led on the stage by, you no. know, somebody helping him because he's blind now. And then you're going to try to stand up for and do a, a thing. You know uh, what I mean? Oh I don't think that. That ain't nothing funny about that. That whole standing up or sitting down, however he's going to do it. Like, oh my God. Looking at him looking crazy he like that. Can't do it. I'm not. No, I think because the last him. time she talked about Bill Cosby. Yeah, I know. I'm not gonna do that. Don't even go back to the tape, y'all. Don't even do All right, Just we not. have four minutes. So I'll wait, listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Kanye West allegedly told his sound engineer to go find God after firing him for sleeping in. This is according to the Jasmine brand. So he has a big, a big problem with people who are late to work, right? So DJ Academic said, um, unloaded a screenshot that was allegedly taken by one of Kanye West sound engineers. The screenshot is of a text conversation that the engineer um, uh, displayed of him having a one-on-one conversation with Kanye West, which eventually told him that he was fired. So the text conversation goes like this. Good morning, let's work. That's what Kanye said. However, about two hours later, Kanye followed up by texting, you're fired, go home. The recipient responded, I'm really sorry. I have no excuse. I set an alarm for 7.30 a.m. And for whatever reason, I'll go through this. My phone wasn't alerting me. I woke up at 11.08 to miss calls. I got dressed as fast as I could. Lou was already on his way to get books. And they just got here. I didn't call right back. Uh, I didn't call back right away because I was in a panic trying to find a ride. I know this is unacceptable. I'm sorry. Kanye West replied, stop texting. Go find God. <laughs> My gosh. He was over it at that point. Yeah. So I, like, uh, I mean, time is money. Mm-hmm. You go with God. God is always on time. Right. I mean, at least he didn't tell him to say go to hell. He said go yeah. find God. Wait, are what you else? taking it for Kanye West? I am. I am. Will, oh. Right off in the head. I'm off. taking it. Hey. Yeah. But again, time is money. You know what I mean? Like, I you, he should have been up at 6 o'clock for Kanye West. I wouldn't have slept. Of course, you know, you know who you're working for. Right. 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 You know who you're working you for. You do two so. alarms on that thing. And then, exactly. and then you missed you missed that. You knew you were working for. And then if you were so tired. You know, I mean, he's the one that came out and says, you know, there's no excuse for it. He's the one that said it, you know, originally, you know, this little text to him. Maybe he thought Kanye was going to feel sorry for him. Yeah, and I think at this point, there's more to this conversation. He's probably been late several times before. Oh, you know, he's probably given yeah. him a chance, like everybody else. And I bet you, I not, not, to, not, not to dish you, uh, millennial, but, you know, you younger people come to the job, you have no no regards for the 90 day period probation period i've never seen a group of people in the 90 days show up be all a job interview leggings in a blazer yeah what are you doing here you late so i make sure i am early extra early but some millennials make you you're the one. You're the, one. you're the only one I know. You're the only one. Yeah. 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 Because there's yeah. millennials that come in at 9:05 and leave at 5:05, and they'd be like, "Well, you know, I made my hours. Didn't nobody say this was flex time on the job? Mm-hmm. What did you do it? Mm-hmm. And 90, mm-hmm. 90 days. You had 90 days, and already then you called off three weeks. Mm-hmm. What did you do Would you say? Would you say that that type of behavior? or that reaction can be a trigger to anxiety? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about anxiety triggers after the break. Because mm. I want to share something with y'all. And I don't know, maybe maybe you'll have something to share too. 
Um, but this conversation has been happening often and in more casual settings. And we're no longer afraid to discuss these types of things, these topics like anxiety and fear and, and you know, uh, trying and triggers. Like I've never heard so many people discuss triggers in my life more now than I do now. So uh, let's talk about that. Sean, are you ready to count us down? We're going to take a quick break because Jerry got fired last season, so... Yeah. Girl only gets the three and she's like, oh, okay. I'm like, we'll be right back. It's the Hey Girl Hey podcast on Urban Media today. Hold on. Pittsburgh's first selfie museum and it's open now. Stop by No Selfie Control in Ross Park Mall, located outside JCPenney on the lower level. Stop by for a quick selfie photo shoot or book a selfie party. Open every day. Dope lighting and backdrops. Find us on Facebook at No Selfie Control and on IG No Selfie Control underscore PGH. Come on, let's take a selfie. Hey girl, hey. Hey, that is so funny. Love you, Jay. Love you, mean it. Yeah, yeah, right, right. (laughs) It's the Hey Girl Hey podcast on Urban Media today. The Chatter Chick is back. Um, You know, before you came back, back. said that she tried to make bruschetta and they were crunchy. (laughs) What? (laughs) Did you? You where do you make bruschetta? You got to like dip in water to eat. No, it wasn't that bad. Uh, no, it wasn't that bad. It just didn't taste. I don't know what you did. Yeah, you just, just, you just need to make it for us. Okay? Y'all just saying that so I can make, so yes. I can cook. <laughs> we did. Yes. A bruschetta. Uh-huh. Yeah, I uh-huh. ate it. It was good. I used the um the dried tomato uh, pesto, whatever. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Yeah. I, I mean, I ate it. It was good for me. Anyway. Was move, Thanks, it was Jerry. More you got your snitch on me. Yeah. Yeah, it was in the crew. Said that so she can make some for us. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was it. It was messing up the roof of my mouth yeah. like Captain Crunch. Hey, Jerry, let me holler at you. Holler at you. <laughs> um, yeah, get, get a little close. I can holler at you. Uh, <laughs> let me holler at you. Not. Probably not. You um, said probably not. I'll call you. I'll call you. <laughs> oh, no. I'm lazy these days. No, last <laughs> season, and we can roll the tape. You said, you said, yeah. you said it. You said yeah. it. We did not yeah. meet over this break. We didn't meet over this break. But what, mm-hmm. what I, um, over the break, I, I did. I worked. Um, you all can share what you all did over the break. I worked a lot, a lot, and I'm, I'm, I'm working more now than, than I don't think I've ever worked this hard. Um, but I started uh, noticing that. And we talked about anxiety before on the show, but I started noticing that when I get overwhelmed with stuff, like if I don't time my day, like if, if like I try and stay on schedule every day and anything that knocks me off schedule, if it's a phone call, if it's, you know, I may have taken too long on something or I didn't like at a specific time, if I don't start it, that will bring anxiety. Um, and I didn't, realize it until I went I started going to therapy thank God for therapy Uh I encourage anybody um because it's healthy and and and, you know it's not about they don't need to know your business no you need that sounding board just to get because you pretty much figure it out yourself because you can hear yourself and that person is just giving Mm -hmm. you that feedback that you need um Mm -hmm. but I I recognize and I learned well I recognize my triggers and I learned that instead of feeding into your triggers, there's things that you can do to, to calm yourself or to get yourself out of those dark places. Because if you feed into your triggers, it'll, it'll cause you to dig yourself into um, yeah. a dark hole. Absolutely. Um, I never realized that there were so many people who were dealing with anxiety due to the pandemic. Like the yeah. pandemic brought it out. Maybe that's what happened to me too. I don't know. What about, what about you, Sean, Jer? <clears throat> yeah. Um- um, I didn't really have, I've always had anxiety, you know, whatever, anxiety and depression. But when the pandemic came, 
it wasn't bad because I still had a job. Um, mm-hmm. I was still okay financially. Um, things were still good. I actually liked it. And I know we talked about this plenty of times on the show. Um, I, I was at peace, you know, because I was working from home, even though things were closed. Like I, I got a little sad because, you know, we were stuck in the house, couldn't do much, you know, but I still kept in contact with friends and, you know, I found things that I had to do. So the pandemic really didn't trigger my anxiety. Um, so I was okay for that. It's other things that happen that really uh, can make my anxiety worse. The only thing I will say that kind of heightened my anxiety a bit was, um, you know, going out uh, a mm. lot when, you know, COVID first happened and, mm. you know, when it, when it was spreading a lot and like we have to, you know, Matt, even though we were in the house, we still had to go outside for something, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. to the store or, mm-hmm. you know, getting a prescription, you know, you still need stuff. So still, you know, you still had to go outside. So that was the only thing that kind of like heightened a little bit. But other than that, I, I was okay during the pandemic. Sean, anything you would like to share? Yeah, the sharing part. Uh, yeah, I know. You know <laughs> right. This is a sharing segment. We're all friends here. Sean be um, like, let me just <laughs> pull this yeah. out. You know. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? I don't. This year was kind of odd for me. There's a lot of things I've been trying to balance. I gotta, I gotta get that work-life ratio yeah. together. The balance yeah. and so I think what, what kind of didn't let me get anxiety I don't know if it was anxiety but well it's probably a heightened anxiety but like I didn't give myself enough time to do anything else like mm-hmm. I'll work 12 14 hours a day come home you know look at TV for a little bit go to bed like I'm, I was on I'm not kind of gerbil on that wheel you know doing that thing and so I had a day one time that I got to work and was like I can't do this I can't do this I had to leave work I mean I was only there for an hour left for a couple hours and came back came back at like three o'clock and then worked to 11 o'clock at night like who does that but mm-hmm. um you know like the, my anxiety gets heightened with that um when it comes to when it comes to work, like thinking I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not doing enough for the mm-hmm. job and for myself. So then I'm like, ah, oh, okay, well, I got to do this. Well, I didn't do this for the job. Well, I didn't do this for me, you know? And then I, I didn't have, I don't have an outlet, uh, not yet. You know, I haven't developed one because like Jerry said, I, there's a lot of places I don't want to go to, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I have friends who call me up and they're like, oh yeah, let's meet for lunch. And I'm like, where, you mean that crowded spot? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or let's meet for dinner. What you doing this Saturday? We're all getting together because it's so-and-so's birthday. Well, that used to be a time. Oh yeah, let's do that. I'm on it. I'm like, where y'all going? Nah, I'm good. Yeah. You know, no. I, I don't want to do it. And my anxiety gets high when I think about going, when I think about doing it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I, I had to keep thinking about stuff for even walking to the grocery store. I would get out my car and just casually walk in and go, oh, I got my mask. Yeah. You know, and I'm looking around like, and I see people without the mask, but still, I didn't feel comfortable. Right. You know, going in. Yeah. So yeah this I whole still- time has been trying, trying. Mm-hmm. What were we gonna no. say, Jerry? No. Also gives me a little bit of anxiety too. What gave me anxiety now was the mask uh not being required in, you know, uh different places. That to me was very dumb. You know, like a COVID is not gone. Uh, you know, and if you don't want to get your COVID vaccine, then that's your business. But as far as like the masking part, that should have never stopped. And because of that, you know, rates are going up. So I get anxiety going to the store or going out shopping or whatever, and no one has a mask on, you know, mm-hmm. like it's just like you y'all are really that careless. You know what I mean? To not, this is a deadly disease. This isn't the cold. This isn't the flu. You know, this is killing people every single day of all ages now. You know, mm-hmm. before it was just certain ages. Now everyone. So mm-hmm. that gives me a lot of anxiety because it's just when people are so careless too, it just makes me like really. And they don't believe me. they are. They don't believe yeah. they're careless. It's it's their it's their right. It's their reality yeah. that they don't yeah. have to 
But, you know, I'm, I'm about, and I understand why people don't get shots. I understand why they feel the way they do because people don't trust government. I get that. But, um, and even when it comes to the shots, even with African-Americans for so long, we've always been like, you know, the guinea pigs for stuff. But I remember there was a time when they used to give shots for, for polio and yeah. it took them like 25, 30 years to find a cure or for it to be herd immunity. And then, but there was always still, we had to get polio shots. You know, it was required sometime in school and everybody was okay mm -hmm. with that. And we mm -hmm. got more knowledge now than we've ever had back 50 years ago when it was polio. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we have more, you know, like they used, it took them so long because they couldn't develop, they couldn't develop the, the vaccine for that. So mm -hmm. now we're doing it in like months and people mm -hmm. are still, still, you know, a little bit apprehensive of doing it. But I mean, now you don't see people say I got polio. Yeah, so it's going to take time. So and, I, mean, I know that we're we're kind of on the on the like the pandemic and COVID nineteen has has been the topic of discussion in so many households. I mean, you watch the news and that's like the first twenty minutes of it. But that isn't the only thing that brings anxiety. But you know, associated with it uh, are not uh, people not wearing masks or you wearing your mask because now your breathing is affected. Does your ma is your mask effective? Is it the right mask? Um, right. Am I six feet apart? Um, uh, someone being so frustrated because they can't go back to work. Their kids can't go back to school unless they're wearing a mask, you know, here in Pennsylvania. Now their children, are, you know, here in Pennsylvania, they don't have proper transportation. Um, unemployment's cut off. Um, and I'm about to get evicted from my job and I can't find a job. And yes, there are jobs, but those jobs aren't, isn't what I do. And, um, mm -hmm. and, and so all that buildup also causes anxiety. And then we're thinking outside, we don't know if somebody's going to freak out. We don't know, you know, if, if we're going to have a terrorist attack, we don't know if somebody's just going to lose it, um, mm -hmm. you know, in a fight in, in Walmart or, or, uh, Home Depot or IHOP, I don't know. But like just, and then Black Lives Matter, that's, that's still going on. Um, mm -hmm. We still have the Trumpers is still upset because of the insurrection or whatever. And, and there, there's so much tense and toxic Everywhere. energies outside that uh -huh. you could just pick one. And if you concentrate it on it long enough, you're gonna have an anxiety attack. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have yeah. a panic attack. Cause you get so, your own head. You mm -hmm. got to get out your head, you know. That's and those are triggers, and so triggers. what I learned, yeah, those are definitely triggers. And if you don't know that it's a trigger, so the trigger could be, you just got anxiety, and you're just sitting there watching TV. So what is the trigger? The trigger is what you're watching on TV. So maybe what you're watching on TV, too much news coverage on the violence or on the pandemic or the rising cases. So what do you do? Cut off the TV and go for a walk. Yeah. Turn the channel, put on some jazz, learn to meditate. You know, some people, you know, will do CBD or, you know, or take an uh, antidepressant or something like that. I, I can't recommend that, but. A gummy. You got, it's that too. You got to recognize what triggers you. Right. Me getting a phone call and this person calling me to gossip is a trigger because I don't, now I'm worked up. Now I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's no. a trigger. And yeah. the conversations that I've had have been with women that look like me uh -huh. that are yep. just now recognizing that they have anxiety. Didn't I know it all this time? So is it the media that gave it a name? Is it something that's really been out there for so long? Uh -huh. or did the media help us figure oh yeah that must be it okay now yeah. i can do something about it i got a headache and i'm gonna take Tylenol. off because yeah. the, yeah, the media what you're feeling is a headache oh yeah, yeah. What do you, guys think? you know it's we, we media is everywhere you know uh, on your phones computers tvs the news music like you know it's so that that triggers it a lot and uh you know it doesn't help when you have people who are in a position of power making these decisions for us and we feel like they're not the right decisions. And, mm. you know, even with going back to work, um, 
full time, you know, that gave me a lot of anxiety. Like I, I had transferred mm-hmm. positions. I went from position working from home full time to now um, going into the office uh, about 75% of the time. And that gave me anxiety because it's like I had to re-put myself back on the schedule, you know, getting up early for you work. Share your space with people sharing the space with people and you know it makes me uncomfortable sometimes because there's people um you know still wearing no mask in the building you know like and I don't like that I don't like it at all Mm -hmm. and you know you have people higher up that's like oh well we can all just come back work in office and we're like no we we don't want to we could do this at home so that kind of gives me anxiety too because it's like it's like a waiting game like what's going to happen next like you know Mm -hmm. like what's going on now but it that gives me anxiety waiting like knowing that the people higher up makes the decisions for us and, and so recognizing it- that what do you do like what you recognize that as as a trigger so what do you do to kind of get because you still got to go to work still got yeah I still got to go to work you know um gotta you get know some with coins so yeah yeah, you know, you got to get the money and stuff like that. That's, that's crazy you said that because I was talking to a friend of mine and speaking of work and she had, uh, they had, she had went back to work um, full-time as well in the office, but she had told her doctor or somebody and was like, I don't, I can't go back into work. It, it gives me really bad anxiety. So she got an excuse to work from home. You know what I mean? Not like an excuse, but you know what I'm saying? A reason. Right, a medical excuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, medical mm-hmm. excuse. So I'm like, you know, that's a. You I wasn't thinking about that. that. You was thinking about that. You're like, well, well. I mean, you know, it, it and I'm just the opposite. I'm the mm-hmm. opposite because mm-hmm. I do work from home. I'm like, can I go somewhere? So I'm finding myself like looking for coffee shops yeah. and lounges so I can set up my little laptop so I can work because I'm like, I need to be around voices and right. And <laughs> I do. But maybe because it's my introvert, I'm already an introvert. So I don't mind staying. Like, you know, I'm okay with staying in the house. So, you know, working from home on the edge of my bed, on my laptop, that's golden for me. Like, I'm good with that. Um, I, can't, but, I can't do it. You can't do it. I'm a, I'm a road <laughs> worker. I, I like working on the road. I'm in the office now, but I used to like, you know, going here, going there, planning my schedule. Like I got to be on this side of town meeting, this meeting at this meeting at this time. Now I'm in an office, but you know, my, but I think, I think with the anxiety with, with hits black women and, and although jobs are plentiful, we're not paid the same rate as everybody else. So when you think yeah. about, there's a lot of jobs, we got to go in there and really sell ourselves just to get the bare minimums, what other people yeah. get. That's an that's an anxiety right there. You know, it's not so much the job, but just the hunt for one for us. And if yeah. we're already getting one that we're good at and we like and, and we felt like it's threatened by this pandemic or you know, us going into the office or even asking for a medical excuse, the thought about thinking about getting another one makes it even it compounds the whole issue. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're not paid the same as everybody else. You know, we go into a job, we do the same job and, 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 it, you know, studies have shown we're, we're, we're like 30% less than yeah. our mm-hmm. counterparts for the same job. Mm-hmm. That, so yeah, that's we're doing time. more. Sometimes we're, we're doing, doing more. Yeah. We're and we stay more. the 90 days. We do the 90 days. Yeah. So for somebody that's, somebody that's listening, and I know none of us are, are therapists, but we are, we have lived, we are experienced, we have. we've lived, um, what what are the what techniques do you try? Um, I posted, you know, something about anxiety, and <clears throat> someone inboxed me. A young lady inboxed me. She has her own tea company. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna look it up. But she has her own tea company. Her name is Cassandra Spearman, and she has her own tea company. And oh man. Yeah, she nice sent me she sent me some tea. It's called Tea Snob. Tea Snob. I'm gonna shout her out. Tea Snob because she saw a post. I posted something about anxiety and how, you know, how people, it's not an excuse, it's reality to people. Like it's it's really serious. And the last thing you need to do is kind of shove somebody away or ignore their um their confessions or you know how their feelings. 
because mm. you don't understand it. But um, shouts to Cassandra um, T-Snob. Uh, she sent me some tea uh, to, to kind of cure, the, not cure it, but, you know, kind of, yeah. I, I guess, start a new routine, start a new routine. So that's one, like drinking tea. I always take walks. Um, oh, yeah. Bo. yeah, walks you know, I make nice. sure I do my two or three miles with Bo, yeah. and that's that is awesome. But LaShawn, what do you what do you do? Yeah, drink. No, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm only there kidding. You have. I don't, have a I don't even drink. <laughs> give me a couple shots of Jack. No, you know. shot, 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 shot. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. Oh my goodness. No, I don't. I don't drink. I mean. I think um, I have to have like my quiet time. Um, and that is sometime I will not, I will do media fast. Mm. I'm not looking at media. I'm not looking at, I don't even look at TV, none of that. Because media- Yeah, you're good you, at that. You could do that. I'm done. Cause um, I, <laughs> I have to, I have to. Cause media mm. will put you with a whole nother anxiety. Because when you're sitting at home thinking, oh, I'm not doing anything, then you look at something like Facebook, Instagram, and you see your friends are out doing all this other stuff. And you're like, well, dang, mm-hmm. I'm, why shouldn't I do it? Then you start getting on yourself. Why didn't I do that? Well, I could have mm-hmm. done that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Jerry, I hope you're frozen. And you was just like, oh, no. <laughs> you had a look. I was like, I hope she's frozen. Because I said, what's the crazy look right there? I was daydreaming, y'all. Yeah, Jerry's like, yeah. Her eyes are, like, yeah. oh my god! Like, yeah, I daydream for you. Yes, that's how she's like social media was more like a trigger for me because you know, it can be. I, yep. Yeah, I, I saw some of my friends and they had gone to like Greece and they went for uh. They went for like this. Oh, that'll mess you up. Right. And I'm like, well, you know, did nobody tell me about Greece? And then I'm thinking, what I would have gone? Like, maybe as I put it out there, like, I wouldn't go. That's why they didn't say anything about going. Well, they know I could afford to go to Greece. But, you know, this whole they thing. They still could have asked me. They still could have asked me. I'm going yeah. through all this. And I sat there and I had to put the phone down. Like, I was about to, like, get rid of them, all his friends, for one thing. You know what I mean? And do yep. all, I was like, they're all done. They're all this, blah, 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 blah. And it was probably me. you that didn't even answer your text. They probably texted you. You didn't even answer. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you do that. Because I do that. Me. You know what I mean? So I had yeah, to let the social it. media go. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. You know? like So I'm not a social media person. And, you know, I, it was it was my birthday other week. And some people were like, I already never reached out. And I said, oh, happy birthday on Facebook. You ain't say anything. Then I sent you a message. And I was like, oh, okay. Sorry. But thank you for saying happy birthday weeks later. After you Nobody should have to remind time. you. Yeah, you know, like. I, yeah, like I said, happy birthday. Why you you reply back. That you said, okay. you know, Thanks. I'm not on social media, but you have my number directly. You could have mm. called me, you could have sent me the email. Or right. they, but I didn't say happy birthday to them when it was on, on social media, and, or I said it to another person. Like, like that's mm. silliness. So I just said, bye, social media. Bye, friends yeah. on social media. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need you. I'm done. Right. That, that's Some anxiety stuff. You don't have to do it. What are you doing? We got five minutes. What are you doing um, to get yourself on, out of that? Yeah. Uh, going on to the social media thing, rubbing off of what Sean said, I understand there's times where, you know, I go on social media and I'm scrolling and it gives me anxiety. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Other posts people are putting up, uh, you know, um, trips, you know, people are going on and you may not be mm-hmm. invited or asked to go to a party or something like that or seeing other people doing things. And you, sometimes you get tired of seeing the same stuff, the same mm-hmm. status, pictures, the same people. Mm-hmm. And some you just need a break my one of my girlfriends she just said um she deleted all her social media she was like I just I needed a break like she wasn't on it anyways like how you weren't Sean but really messes up your mind like more than people think you know and sometimes I catch you know I'm a millennial and I catch myself on social media all day every day sometimes I'll be like all right I'm gonna come home from work I'm gonna uh treat myself to a movie anyone who knows me knows I work a lot so me watching a movie at my house is a treat for me but sometimes I don't even do that because I'm on social media scrolling and scrolling you know looking at stuff so I'm just like I can't do it so there's times where I'll um you know deactivate my uh 
Facebook for you know a few days or whatever like that. And I remember Charlemagne, uh, the God, he has said that he had did that too because he suffers from anxiety and stuff. He said he deleted um at, at a time deleted um his Facebook app for a minute and he felt really good about it. Yeah. Like it's just it it cleanses your mind. So um there's that. Um what what I like to do also is take walks. I've walked the most when we first hit the pandemic because you know there was nothing else to do but mm. you could still go outside and you know I would take walks on the trail almost every day uh, I just started getting back into working out um you know find things that are good for me mentally you know I listen to music I'm a music person so I try to I listen to music all the time um and just chill you know I so just the biggest really- thing that that you said Jerry and you said was Sean even me, the solution is to detach yourself. Detach whatever it is that is kind of drawing you in. So if it's, you know, toxic friends, if it's toxic relationship, a toxic job, if it's social media that's drawing you in and putting you in that toxic environment, you have to detach yourself from it, either permanently or temporarily. But whatever it is that's going to get you your peace. Right. That's something that you need to I'm do. Going, so if I'm you're listening you and you're dealing with anxiety, yes. I'll tell you something. And, and, and this is just, you know, I'm going to be real transparent and tell you about this one. And this is right here. It will help you. You ever watch some little videos on YouTube popping pimples? Oh, my goodness. Oh, what? Some, I watched that one time and I'm just I'm just being transparent. I don't tell everybody this because this is a little weird. But I tell you what. It, I didn't have no anxiety or nothing. It was really weird. But it was really kind of relaxing. I don't know how it got on my feet. I think maybe I said, how do you get rid of a, a black a blackhead or something like that? All of a sudden, this was on my feet. And I'm looking at this video and I said, oh. <laughs> I was on there for like two hours looking at hippopotamus. I said, and it was that very gives me that that heals your anxiety. That was it that was gives it was, me anxiety. I never thought anything like that because I'm a, I'm a person that'd be like, oh, I'm about to gag. That's oh. I watched that and I said, oh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Yep, that right there. I'm telling you. You go in and they don't have, have me they have us walk in her house and she got that on a big screen. I'm telling you, they have this, they have some of it is called relaxation. <laughs> People and I think about this, maybe because I think about it because I said I could have made money from this. I mean, it's such a dumb thought, but you got me watching it. It said relaxation, pimple popping relaxation video one. Okay. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I'm telling you now. I was just being yeah. transparent with that. I don't tell everybody. I appreciate I it. I appreciate your transparency. I so yeah. Um, uh-uh. we're gonna end the show on that. We're gonna end the show on popping pimples. <laughs> we're gonna end the show on that. Uh-uh. We appreciate you checking in on the um on the return of the Hey Girl Hey pa- <clears throat> Excuse me, podcast. Uh, Lashawn, we're glad you're back. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm glad glad to be back. Don't ask me how to reach out to because um. Yeah. I, don't worry I have it so you can email us at thehaygirlheypodcast yeah. at gmail.com or yeah. call us at 412-709-6130 we're on social media girl hey 2018 twitter Podcast on facebook and hey girl hey podcast 2018 on instagram while LaShawn looks for the information that I just told Jerry yeah. why don't you tell everybody how they can find past episodes because she's really looking for it Looking mm-hmm. like a foul. Oh my God. So, to listen to past ep- episodes of the Hate or Hate podcast, we are on so many platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Live 365, SoundCloud, Live 365, and com. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All of us. I mean, yeah. I knew it was on something. Anchor FM, Pot Bean, all of that. Yeah, all of that. Yeah, um, that's what she said. Right. I'm your radio chick, Kiki Brown, and I am the chatter chick, Lashawn, and I'm the Neil chick, Jeer Jeer to the Thanks for watching, guys. <laughs>
listening to Urban Media Today Radio, your station for classic soul, R&B, old school hip-hop, gospel, smooth jazz, and more. Listen online at urbanmediatoday.com or download the TuneIn, Live 365, or Urban Media Today Radio apps. They're free, so take us with you. It's Urban Media Today Radio. The views and opinions expressed on the Hey Girl, Hey podcast do not necessarily reflect on the official policy or position of Urban Media Today and Urban Media Today Radio. Any content provided by our guests, sponsors, or advertisers are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.